This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. It's not Chris, it is me, Brad. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to the, the LTID TV preview show for the season hot on our tail and our big game waiting for Sunday. We're going to cut things up like a Sunday roast with my guests in the background. I know you're expecting Chris, like you said just there, but I'm half his age but twice the talent. I'm probably fired after saying that, but we'll see what happens. I have got Craig, who you all all know and love in the background and i've got mark from sky blues tv waiting to give the opposition view if you are new to the channel please do like the the video do give it a subscribe and uh, without further ado let's preview the first game of this championship season by bringing in our guests first of all i'll start with a face that you know very familiar craig how you doing mate i'm all right brad hi everyone good to be back 
Yes, it is good to be back. All them excuses that we've not been able to use to stay in on a Saturday and watch the football can finally come to rest. Yeah. No more walking the dog. No more going on these luxurious picnics with the other arse that don't like football, eh, Craig? <laughs> May, yeah, maybe there may well be a lot of kicking the dog, though. Oh, well, that, 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 like the last one. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely hoping that Leicester have a more successful season. Um, it's been a while. In fact, according to my notes over here, it's been, uh, I can see that, 11, 12 years, technically, since we last played Coventry. I mean, it's a massive derby if it's named after the motorway, isn't it? The, M the M69 derby. So, uh, not the right division we wanted to be seeing in, but uh, happy to see Coventry appear at the King Power. Um, I guess so. You know, it's nice. It's nice to see some different teams, isn't it? And uh, uh, and you know, it is a local derby. It is it's probably the one that is our local derby. You know, we like to think Forest is a local derby, but I don't think they really care. Uh, no, to be honest, nobody really cares about us. I don't think we're just no. stuck here in our own little world. Yeah, may, maybe it's because I don't care because we spent so long in the, in a nice heated uh, jacuzzi that's called the Premier League and they've been stood in a sat in a one star hotel. Everybody that knows about one star teams is our guest Mark, Mark Smith. Mark, you're the Coventry fan. It's been a long time since we've had a Coventry fan in um, because we've been in the Premier League. You've brought us back down to earth by bringing in. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, looking forward to the start of the season. Um, nice tasty first game of the season so uh, yeah I'm going up as well to the game so uh, yeah it will be uh, it'll be an interesting match to say the least Mark, yeah. Mark was this was this the game that most Cov fans wanted up first? Yeah I believe so I think when we were talking about first game of the season I mean last season we played Sunderland and there's not really much love lost between us and Sunderland either, not not because of geography, but more to do with Jimmy Hill back in the the seventies when uh, one of the games got we, we sort of brought the uh, the kickoff, delayed it by a few minutes, and to keep track on the Sunderland game, and then Sunderland got relegated, so they've never forgiven us for that. So that was a that was a rivalry there with Sunderland, and now obviously um, a more geographical uh, locality with Leicester. So. Yeah. As you say, it's been, I can't remember the last time I played Leicester. I think it might have been, what, early, late, maybe early 2000s, maybe, I'm thinking. I, I, I can tell you with, with a nice, interesting fact that I can take on to, because like Chris, I like to keep my facts here. Stat yeah. for you is um, the last time that um, Leicester played Coventry, it was on March the 3rd, 2012, and it was a 2-0 win for Leicester, which is ironically in the 2011 2012 season and ironically yeah. we had the exact same start date that season when we last played Coventry but that was away that was away at Coventry so when that season yeah. we kicked our season off away to you guys do you remember one if I remember rightly because I'm sure I was there one nil Lee Peltier you know what, Craig? I did research, but not that much, mate. I will take your word for it. Lee Pelletier, if he scored that goal, there you go. So, yes, it, it's been a long time. Obviously, Mark, both clubs um, suffered um, disappointment in different circumstances, both just quite painful. Obviously, we eventually fell through the trapdoor of the Premier League in, in very 
harrowing fashion and obviously you just missed out on the chance to really rub it in our faces and, and replace us i mean how do, how do you feel about that and, and how, how do you feel going into the season do you, do you feel like are you worried that you might have that tail off that some clubs suffer when they fail in the playoffs or are you confident that you'll be able to bounce back again um i think so you know i think um it's been it's been a, a a big summer for us in terms of players incomings and outgoings um brought in about eight players and we're hoping to bring in another player in uh, Hadji Wright who's uh been we've been told you know by various sources credible sources that he's going to be signing for us as a striker um yes we did sell Vix Jokerez who was fantastic last season but we've got good money for him and what we have done is we've reinvested that money and we've bought bought in a lot of you know different players in different positions um Ellis Sims has come in uh, from Everton who did he scored a few goals in the Premier League for them last season uh been watched a couple of pre-seasons he, he looks you know I think he I think there's I think he's a work in progress um but I think he's a good player I think he'd be a different type of player to Jokerez Jokerez was a, a guy who was very good at his back to goal and, and running at players and providing assists I think Ellis Sims is probably more of a dare I say a fox in the box type of striker um excuse the pun on the Leicester show um so I think you know he he, he his finishing's good um but I think I think there's still work to be done with him um we brought a lot of a lot of defenders in as well um the defense you would have seen in the playoff final a lot of those were like loan players um who've gone back to their parent clubs um and we've yeah we've oh, got come and join Leicester <coughs> well yeah we, yeah, but he wasn't our player to start with, in fairness. You know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a Man City player. So yeah. technically he wasn't really our player. Technically he's not your player either. So, well, yeah. Um, yeah. But, we, you know, we're strengthened. We signed uh, Van Ivick from Herenveen, um, Lati Baudier from Swansea, um, Bobby Thomas from Barnsley, uh, Jay De Silva from Bristol City. Um, we've got uh, a, lone, a lone player from Bologna, um, I think it's Binks. Um, he looks quite. He came on for forty-five minutes, or not not forty-five minutes, about 20, 25 minutes because Exeter. Um, he looked quite sure at the back. Um, but the key for me is Gustavo Hamer. I mean, he was our player of the season last season, and um, he's still with us, which is good. And I think you know he'll be playing for us, playing on on, on Sunday. If we can get him signed on a contract, um, I think I think we can really push on this season, and certainly target playoffs again. I think it's possible, but. There's still, I still think with our squad, we need a bit more strength in depth. I think we could do another defender. Um, as I say, we've only really got at the moment officially two strikers, really. We've got uh, Sims and Godden, and then you've got two youngsters, uh, Abiku and uh, Tavares. But Tavares is, come, is still kind of getting back from a, a bad Achilles injury. Um, but the one player I'd probably say you need to watch out for as well is, would be Casey Palmer. I think Casey Palmer has been doing really well in pre-season. Uh, plays like a 10 role. Um, just just a good link-up play with strikers and with the wing-backs. So I think he'll probably go formation-wise, maybe uh, probably a 3-5-2 type of formation, I expect. Uh, or 3-5-1-1. Or 3-4-1-2. It, 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 it's not... Can't really say first game of the season, but uh, 
I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be a really tough game because when I saw Leicester, I thought, oh gosh, you know, I'll be really, I'm still saying this now. I'm, I'm not the most to take a point from Leicester, to be honest, because I think, it's, I think Leicester are, are clear favourites with Southampton and the Leeds. I think the three sides going down are probably in, on paper the strongest sides to, to have come down a long time. So, really, really tough game. Um, local derby. Um, but I'd be delighted if we can come, come away with a point because I think that, you know, I don't think many teams are going to Leicester and get a result, to be honest. But obviously you've lost Harvey Barnes, you've lost Madison, um, but you've still got Vardy and Acho and then they're two, you know, quality strikers. So, you know, they're, they're two strikers who, in my opinion, you know, shouldn't be playing at championship level, really. They're, they're, two, they're two regular strikers. Yeah, well, that might not be the case. We don't know with Ian Atchers. A few rumours going around that. I mean, Craig, a lot of silence there for Contra, but we've we've made a few signs ourselves. I mean, I mean, Mark then noted a few key players for for Leicester to be maybe wary of. Have you got a few players that maybe you know any Cov fans that are there would be wary of watching on Sunday that could really cause the damage? Well, it's it's a shame Cody's injured. I think that's um, that's a disappointment for everyone because I think um, we all thought he was going to be the linchpin. He'd had a fantastic injury-free run, I think, um, over the past few seasons. And then as soon as he gets to us, he's our designated injury in pre-season. Um, we always seem to get one. It was his turn. Um, I'm excited to see Mavadidi. Uh, yeah. I think he looks... You know, from what I've seen of him, on his day, he can be devastating. What seems to have happened is it's just a lack of consistency. You know, he was at Arsenal as a youngster and then fair play to him as as a young lad going away to Juventus. You know, you're testing yourself there. Didn't really happen for him. But then as a young player, it's hard to make a breakthrough at a team like Juventus. Um, So went away to Montpellier and has had three to four really decent seasons there and I think he's saying all the right things about it. he's at the right age to come back to England now his family's good uh, glad to have him back and this is a real opportunity for him um to push himself forward he's at the right age now where uh, he, he, he's got a stage to show what he can do consistently and I think uh, so I'm excited to see that um I think Harry Winks at this level should be a really good playmaker for us, you know, neat and tidy in the middle there, but it brings experience as well. Uh, and um, really be interesting. Sorry. Sorry. I I care. Care. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, be interesting if he plays a couple of youngsters as well. I'm, I'm not sure of his, well, I've got an idea his formation will go four, three, three, but I'm not sure who's going to be filling those spots to be honest, because, you know, he's played fairly consistently in terms of his team selection in uh, pre-season, although we've not really, we've only had two games that we could actually watch um, away at Northampton, which I went to. I must admit, for the first 20 minutes, I thought this is going to be a tough season. Um, but I think he's got this new ideology that it's, it's going to take a little bit of time for the players to get used to, I think. Um so I think it could be a tough start to the season, to be honest, because not only have we got a local derby, we've also then got a couple of tough away games, you know, at Huddersfield and Rotherham, who are not going to be lying down and watching us play pretty football, that's for sure. So um, 
I think it could be a, could be a tough start. And um, but you know, I think as long as we're patient, and I think that's that's the main key here. It is a different way of playing. I think the players seem to have taken it on board. Um, and I'm really pleased. I don't know about you, Brad, but I'm really pleased we've gone down this route with a uh, taking almost a gamble on a guy who's clearly got some good ideas about football, has got a really great pedigree in the people he's been learning from, but this is his first big role. So, um, but I'm excited, you know, it's, it's very easy to just go down the, the managerial merry-go-round, isn't it? And, and pick up someone who's failed at other clubs, but I'm, I'm excited uh, about what, what the future may hold. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited, mate. I mean, would I have taken a manager with a bit more experience? I mean, it's easy to say yes. I mean, especially when there was notable names like Potter and, and, and Potticino floating around. Yeah, of course, maybe one of them two names. But I'm with you. We were in a position, A, not to be able to go after them sort of managers, but B, it's your Roy Hodgson's, it's your Sam Allardyce's, it's your put-you-to-sleep managers because you know they'll do a good job and then they'll come up to the Premier League and then it'll all go Pete Tong as it usually does, and then we'll end up having to find a manager, and then we'll be trying to convince a manager again. I really think I said this when it happened to us when we got relegated down to League One, and I, I know I kind of said it a little bit jesty to try and perk myself up, but I said, this might just be the best thing to happen to Leicester because if you remember as well, Craig, back then it wasn't like this season where we just dropped out of nowhere. In a sense, we we had three or four seasons where we we were clawing onto the Championship yeah. for dear life. So. And we all know what happened. Yes, it took a bit longer than we expected to get the build-up from there, but the momentum that seemed to carry on, you know, we, we, we won League One, we had the heartache in the playoffs the season afterwards, um, some silly Frenchman chipped the ball down the middle. But that aside, you know, it was it was relatively successful in return. A new manager, you, you look at who he's been working under, whether you think he could do it on a wet night in Stoke or not, as a manager of Stoke City is, there to be had but what he brings success and, and what he gets out of the dressing room and the sort of professionalism he brings if he's bringing even 50 percent of that i'm really excited um to get a uh to, to, to give enzo a chance and i think it's a perfect division like you said there's no pressure in the premier league to sort of mask it you know he's kind of get he's even got the fans on board to the idea that if we don't go up this season i'm here for five years if it takes me yeah. to do it to build this project and i'm all for it and the signings he's making they're not left wing signings that we've never heard of and i know we've had success with that in the past but they've also been matched with disaster so yeah i'm quite happy that we're getting some recognized names in there and sounds like we've got some hungry players that are, are willing to prove the point um just before I go through the record and, and and see if you feel even more nervous about it, I'm just going to go through the comments. Some people have been sitting here patiently waiting. Our adoring public guys have been waiting to hear. Lester for life, he is in. He says, hi, mate. Hi, mate. Hope you are well. Nate, he says, evening, Brad. Crazy this season is already here. Yes, it is. We were saying, weren't we, guys? So all them excuses are out the window now to... Um, to, to have to go to the wife or, or with your husband shopping if he doesn't like football. You, you have your reasons. Coming back soon if you're a Leicester fan or, or, or any fan of the Championship. So it is crazy how quick it comes around. Um, 
I'm sure he reads his evening, Brad. All the best with the championship. It's all right, mate. Save our seat. Keep it warm for us. We'll be back next season. And we might even bring Coventry with us. You know, Mark's some nice so far. If he if he keeps being nice, I might want him to come up with us. So you keep our seat warm, mate. I hope you're well. Um, Anthony says, big up, lads. Yeah, we know that. There is, you are in the prediction show. Um, uh, that is tomorrow night's show, the prediction show. That's Prediction League. Craig, I don't know if you ever wanted to be in it or do it. I can run mm-hmm. yours down the side. I, I I will send you the fixtures through, get them through to yeah. me. I'll let you off being late because I didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. But yeah, send them through to me and I'll, I'll get them done. I'll take the fall for it, mate. The Prediction League is closed. Uh, Craig is a late last entrance, the only one. But you can join in in the comments on the show if you haven't decided to join the league. But do remember on that league, you are playing for gifts from Steve Linex's Foxy 7 uh, clothing range for, for first place uh, first place for those involved. But back to the business end of things, just got a couple more comments to go through. Uh, True said Bobby Thomas from Burnley is a great signing, but bags of potential with him. And then he's got a question for you here, Mark. If I read this one right, he says, Well, what was you disappointed to try to not to push to re sign Luke McNally on a permanent deal? Is that someone that you weren't too bothered about, or is that is he right in saying that you may be a bit disappointed to have it? Yes, I was disappointed. Um, however, I think Burnley wanted Gus Hamer as potentially as a swap deal, and I don't think I don't think we want to do that, do business with Burnley. So I suspect that's probably the reason why we didn't end up signing McNally. And yes, McNally was absolutely fantastic for us last season. Uh, he came in in the January transfer window and he really was a big reason why um, we ended up in the playoffs because defensively he was just quality, he was class. Um, I'm really, really disappointed that he's ended up at Stoke because I think Stoke have got a really good signing there in him. But on the other hand, Bobby Thomas, yeah, I've seen a, seen a couple of games of him and he looks quite assured. My only slight concern is our pre-season, we've, although we've you know, we've won, one, won all our games and drawn the one game at Shrewsbury, it would have been nice to have played against you know, Prem side to test ourselves. I think we'd have learned more. Even if we lost a game, you could learn from that. Um, so that's my slight sort of kind of criticism, I guess. Um, because you know Leicester's a big test, and we need to be we need to be up for it, and I'm sure it will be local derby, um, you know, and you know to see what happens. But yeah, Bobby Bobby Thomas, yeah, uh, from what I've seen of him, he looks he looks a decent signing. I think my only slight concern overall is is we, because we've brought in so many you know players, eight players, is getting that team to gel um, and getting them to play the way Mark Robbins wants to, and I think that's that's a big challenge for Robbins is. Is to um, is 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 you know ensuring that you know the, the right sort of you know the camaraderie is there, uh, the, the ethic is there, uh, the understanding is there. If all of those ingredients can come into play, I think we've got a side there that you know can challenge. Certainly for playoffs, I think it's possible. Um, but you know, I think the, the danger is expectations are are high, a bit higher this season because we've got a new owner who's you know we spent. It's probably the first season since probably got relegated from the Premier League over 20 years ago, where we've actually splashed a little bit of money on players because most most of the time we've got no, we haven't got any money to spend on these players. So, but overall, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I've seen of the, of the new signings. I think it's, it's looking good. But this is the this is the test now. This is when it matters. First game of the season doesn't matter about pre-season. It counts for nothing. 
it's about getting to Leicester and getting a result and getting them three points. You know, so that's 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 when it counts. It doesn't matter what happened previously. Like Leicester, they lost. You know, lost four 0 to Liverpool, and I don't read anything to that because Liverpool obviously are another level. So. Yeah, you know, this is when it counts. You know, it's all about Sunday and getting that result. Exactly. Just a quick one before you go on to stats, uh, Brad. Um, yeah. we, we talked about uh, Maresca, but and you briefly mentioned him there, Mark. Um, what a good job that Mark Robbins has done. To be honest, he's 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 been uh, he's gone under the radar a little bit, and a lot of other managers were getting a lot of credit, but but Mark Robbins has. Um, Sort of built that team up, you know, without as you as you touched on spending a lot of money, but he's done a really good job. Obviously, ex ex Leicester player, um, but I I feel he, he's not got the credit he's really deserved. Mm. I think I think we're a bit of an unfashionable club, really. Um, mm. We are a big club, football club, but I don't think the media kind of perceive us as that. Um, but I'm quite happy that he's been looked under the radar. To be honest, I don't I don't want I don't want people to think he's. We all, we all, every Coventry fan will know he's the most important asset in the football club. You know, when he signed that contract, um, sort of before the Middlesbrough playoff game, it was it was a sign that he's happy with um, what he's got to work with in terms of um, the money that the support that Doug King's given him. Uh, not just Mark Robbins, I have to say. I think Adi Adi Bash is number two. Is a brilliant coach. He brings the best out of players. Players that we've signed weren't doing you know like Casey Palmer for example he left Bristol City and Bristol City fans were happy to see see him go see the back of him he came to, came to us last season and he was he was he was fantastic he was he was a brilliant player the only slight Chris and Casey Palmer was he was just injured a lot and that was a frustrating thing with, with him because when he was fit he was absolutely superb um but yeah Robbins is I mean, he's been with us now since 2017, six years. He's taken us up from, from League Two to the Championship. And he's made it clear that he's he's not gonna he's not gonna settle until we get us back to the big time where we belong in the Premier League, because it's been way too long. Twenty odd years outside the top flight is a long, long time. And Robbins is a sort of manager that he doesn't show you know, he's not afraid of letting players go. Um, he's quite ruthless, which is a good good trait in a manager. And he's and he's building a side again. As I say, this is probably the first season where we've had a lot of turnover of players. So it, this is going to be a big challenge this season. Is is getting the players, you know, getting everyone to settle in to gel as, as a team um, and push on. So hopefully it will start on Sunday. Oh. I would wish you the best as long as we go up as well. I will wish you the best going forward because I have to admit. Well, more local derby is always good. Yeah, yeah. My mum's a Cobb fan, so I do have a little bit of sentiment for Coventry. Bless her. She's got to do something wrong with her life, so she chose Coventry to support. At least she's loyal to them. She always says that to me. She's, she loves the fact that she's loyal to a club. But yeah, you can come up as long as we come up with you. Uh, I'm just going to fly through some comments. There's a lot to get through here before we get through to the stats. There isn't many stats because I, I was going to do an ex-players thing, but I realised we've swapped about 400 ex-players over the years. Um, for anyone who's trying to get it on Twitter, I don't. If anyone is on Twitter and watching this, please let me know because it is saying that it's struggling to stream there. I don't know what's going on, but just quickly, Nate says, "Hope we can get Rack." I'm not saying that name. Just we're going to get Rack on loan. 
Um, Craig, I'll ask you if you know who that is or if it's one of them funny names he's trying to say. I don't know. He's a young kid from Palace who was on loan at Charlton, I think, oh. uh, and absolutely ripped it up there. Um, bags of potential by all accounts. He's another winger. So um, he would be another exciting signing if we get him over the line. Oh, sounds interesting. I didn't know if that was one of them names that if I say it right, it's going to sound really silly. So I just thought I'd make sure. Uh, can someone check on the Facebook? Because Lee's saying here he's not getting sound his end. As far as I'm aware, everybody else is getting it. So he's saying it's streaming, it's doing fine, but I don't know. It's just a few more hellos. So I'll race for these. Scott says hello to everybody. Hi, Scott. Hope you're well. Uh, Glenn from the Sky Blue Hub says evening all. Um and then you've got looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, we all are, mate. It's been over 11 years in the making. Uh, he says, Doyle at left back on Sunday seems an odd choice. I think Kov will target him. Well, you'll know him better than we do in terms of watching him play. So that'll be interesting to see that one. After watching highlights of Liverpool game, I think we may need to have Iverson start on Sunday after and be looking to let Ward go. It'll be interesting to see how that does go, Scott. Uh, how will Leicester fans and players react if they go 1-0 down on Sunday? Uh, protests will flood the stadium and we'll, we'll, we'll pretend we're Manchester United, won't we, Craig? No, I'm sure we won't have too much of a fear. Unless you score in the 90th minute, then we might leave in our droves because we think we've lost the game. Uh, Scotland says, Glenn, in all honesty, think we could get very toxic quickly. I suppose that's a big pressure, isn't it, Craig? That With what we went through with Brendan, as I just go through these questions first, is there a likelihood that the fans might still have that bitter taste in their mouth with Brendan, or do you reckon they'll get a bit, um, uh, well, a bit more positive if it goes? I really, I really, I really hope there's some patience. To be honest, because as I said earlier, I, I think it may take a few games. I, I would not be surprised in the least if we get turned over on Sunday. To be honest, um, but. You've got to, in the championship particularly, you've got to play the long game. And I don't mean the long ball game, I mean timing wise, because if you look at when Forrest went up, I think they were in the bottom three when they appointed um, uh, their manager, Steve Cooper. And they put a run together and got all the way through and uh, and got promoted. So in the championship, there's time. Um, and we know that he's a studious manager. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, a friend of mine was at a, an event with, uh, I think it's Guillermo Balogun or whatever, who's um, the old Sky Sports uh, reporter who's, who reported on all the Spanish football and uh, wrote the uh, the biography of uh, of Messi. And he was at this uh, event uh, locally last night and he'd spent a lot of time with Maresca and he knows him very well. And he was saying there are very few people that he's met during his football time who are so studious uh, and have a distinct way that they want to play the game. And he said Pep was one, Arteta's another, and Moresco fits right in, in there. Um, but he will need a little bit of time to get it right. But it's he, he, he was saying it was a fantastic appointment. We've got the right guy. We just need to be a little bit patient with him. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be one of them that I think fans just have to forget last season because we'd love to forget last season if we could. But this is this is like a new start, isn't it? It's like a fresh beginning, if you will. It, it, it happens in yeah. a lot of things. It's like, a you know, it, it, it's 
it's like giving the manager a chance. You have to do it. You cannot go into that mindset as a fan because I, I know it kind of gets diminished a little bit, but the, the, the players always relate to the fact that they feed off the crowd. And if we do go 1-0 down early, I think we almost not expect have to expect it, but we have to be prepared to fire them up so that the players don't get that same mental scarring from, from last season. It's, it's yeah, we're, 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 we're going to be taking a lot of chances out of the back, I think. You know, he wants to play this possession football. So with that comes the danger of giving the ball away uh, and against better teams uh, and a class cover as, as, as a better team than what I saw against Northampton and we were giving the ball away there. So there is that danger. We've just got to be confident. The players have got to be confident. The crowd have got to be confident that we can just play our way through to finding uh, a system that works for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Craig speaks like he knows all this stuff and all his notes because you've got people agreeing with him in the comments, Craig, about it, saying Forrest uh, looking to avoid relegation when Steve Cooper was appointed uh, after a poor run form. And True Red, true to the name, true to the team, he says the championship bad stuff doesn't mean anything. The bottom of the league after seven games, I say yeah. no more. Um, I'm just going to read some facts, Mark, because I know you, you you have to shoot off. You're on a promise. So that's what he told us anyway, folks. He told us he was on a promise. Um, this is the record I found. Now, this is on uh, lineup 11. So if this isn't true, blame them, not me. Uh, the record is that Leicester have won 37 games. There's been 24 draws between all both the clubs. And we have, Coventry have won 25 of them. Now, obviously, that's since the dawning of time, according to lineup 11. Mark, do you really care about them sort of things or is it something you look at to kind of really motivate you? Would, would you be using that as motivation to go, we want to get that record a bit closer and that win column to, to Leicester's? Not really, no. I think it's about it's about the now, the present, not about what happened 400 years ago. Because it's just, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, no, I mean, I think, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a local derby end of it. You know, half results mean nothing. It's it's what you do on Sunday and it's how you perform. Um, so I think we can, as I say, I'd be delighted with a point. If we get three points, it would be amazing. Yeah. But a point is a really, really good result away from home because uh, if you average four games, sorry, if you average four points, should I say, you know, you take your, your point away from home and win your home games, then, then you, you, you know, that's promotion form because that's 92 points. Thank you very much. So... Pretty this game, um, point is a good result. Um, we can win, it's obviously we can win, but delighted to get a point Saturday on Sunday, even shall I say? Yeah, I mean, it's one of them that I think you don't want to lose it because it's a local derby and the opening game of the season probably adds that little bit of extra spice to it. Some say that some draws are fixed, like the FA Cup and the opening fixture list, others say it's all generated properly. Uh, no you know allegedly so my lawyers can't get in we can get can't get in trouble on this show i'm gonna leave you with one thing before you go though i'm gonna get your score prediction mark off you for what you think game week but do you want me to cheer you up and make craig angry at me we're obviously, we're obviously not in the division we'd like to be we'd love to be in the premier league having this to be an opening fixture the two teams meeting but do you know what happened the last time these two teams met in the premier league i will give you a clue it was the 2000 and 2001 season. Yeah. It was also the last time it happened. Do you want to spoil out, let everybody know exactly what happened that season when Leicester played Coventry? Or do you need to know? I'm, 
I'm trying to forget about that season. That's the season got relegated. So uh, it is, but it did move a little bit. I didn't I think bring we won. Up. It was John Hart, John Hartsmith playing from Pross, if memory serves me right. Yeah, I didn't bring up the fact that you got relegated that season, but I did chuckle when I saw it wasn't in the uh, following season because that was the season we then got relegated. But you did do a notable league double that season over us. You beat us one nil and three one. So you may have gone down. But you had the last laugh on us in that season, so that, yeah. that that must cheer you up knowing that the last time we was fighting in the big leagues, uh, you managed a notable double over us. Yeah, yeah, but uh. yeah, absolutely, yeah, and hopefully that that will happen this season as well. But in all seriousness, <laughs> um, I think the thing with the championship is we didn't have a good start to the season either last year. I mean, we would have bottomed the league after what eleven games. Mm. Um, yeah, you had a rise, didn't you? You kind of and then. We lost seven games, and then after that, we only lost not not a very very small number of games, and we went on a big run. So it is a long season. So I think whoever wins or loses the game, look, it's one game the season. One swallow doesn't make a summer. So I think you have to keep that in mind. But nevertheless, it's a derby, and we want to win. Um, it's always you know we haven't played Leicester in, since 2012, as you mentioned earlier. So it would be great to win to beat Leicester. Um, but as I say, I'd be delighted if we can come away with a point. You know, it would be a really good start. Um, and then we've got Middlesbrough next game. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think you can make the push to automatic? Is that the aim? Or are you just saying go again, get top six? And and, and if it's a bonus, if we get automatic? Um, I think I think it'd be tough. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's, it, it's always, any, anything's possible. You can't, you know, I mean, me personally, I, I think about, can we get enough points to stay up? Then, then can we get to the next stage, get to that sort of 70-odd points mark, which is probably around playoff territory? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's anything's possible in division, of course. I think I think we need we need a bit of luck. We need to keep players fit. We need to, um, you know, it, it, for me at the moment, I don't, if it's looking at the squad we've got right now, I'd say no, because I feel we haven't really got the depth of players um, to sustain it for a season. Um, I feel we need another defender. We've got, say, four defenders at the moment who can all play centre-back. I'd say I like a fifth. Um, I think right-back is OK. Um, I think another player to watch out for for Leicester would be Sakamoto, who who we signed from a Belgian club. I think he was, uh, I want to say Ghent, but I don't think it was then, but I don't know we signed him in the Belgian league. But he looks a really, really talented player, very skillful, and the fans have, have taken a real shine to him. And, you know, he's... He's, he's very popular. But, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I'm looking forward. I think just looking forward to football again. Um, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be back, and uh, hopefully we get those three points. Well, I I would wish you good luck, but like Chris always says, I'd be lying, but I do wish you yeah. well for the season. And if we can both go up and Forest go down, happy days come the end of May. That'd be great. Before yeah. we before I let you go, Mark, I want to get your score prediction. I always like to make people nervous because. Uh, yeah. So usually people sit on the fence. Are you going to be one of those that sits on the fence or are you, are you going to be bold and say that Mark Robbins is going to haunt his former club? Well, for those who know me, um, who are listening to this, pod, this show right now, they know that I, I do like sitting on the fence. So, uh, yes, I'm going to be sitting on the fence for this one. I'm going to go for a 1-1 score draw. So there you have it, folks. He's sitting on the fence. He's gone for one all. Uh, Mark, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you, mate. Um, just quickly, for those that are around and maybe want to check out like, your content, tell them where they can find um, find your channel and, and and everything else, mate. Yeah, so we're on, we're on YouTube. Um, we do a live show um, Thursdays and Sundays. So Thursday is 7.30pm, same time on Sunday. Um, I'll, be present, I'll be presenting the show on Sunday. Uh, so hopefully talk about a win against Leicester City. Um, but we'll see what happens, obviously. I'm, I'm saying it. Um, I'm saying it with straight face, of course. So, yeah, 7.30, uh, YouTube. Uh, also on our social media channels, you can you can uh, see us on the our, our Twitter page, TV one um, On our Facebook page as well, TV And um, obviously we're on Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's all our social channels uh, and also TikTok. Forgot to mention as well. So, but yeah, seven thirty uh, Sunday and Thursdays. Um, so yeah, it'd be it'd be great if, uh, to have you on and watch us. Yeah, well there you go, folks. Do go and show our esteemed uh, guest here some love and support on his channel. It's great, great to have you on. It's finally good to be able to speak to a Cov fan and be in the same division. And until until uh, after Sunday. Uh, all the best for your season, mate. Yeah, same to you. Yeah, after Sunday, right. of course. Take right, care, cheers. Mate. See you. Bye. Night. That was Mark there, as you saw from Sky Blues TV. Craig's just having some technical issues. I know he has just come back in now, but it gives me a cheeky chance before we go on to talk all things Leicester, including maybe I'll put Craig under the pressure with a squad. Maybe I ask him for a score prediction. He's taking his head back stairs. He knows I like to wind him up. But if you are listening on the podcast platform and you are catching up with it, this The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. And not Chris. I wish he'd listen. I told him, change it, change it. Say Brad for me, just to make me feel better. Craig, <laughs> don't tell me I don't know how to stall an audience while your technical difficulties. <laughs> you are back, my friend. Yes, I'm back. Just uh, I don't know what happened there. I think I caught a button wrong, and then all of a sudden the camera went weird. And uh, yeah, but anyway, well, 
I will say, <laughs> looking backstage with your white screen, you look better, mate. So maybe that was the way to fix it. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to bring it to line up because I thought about it and I thought, well, do it again him. But I thought, no, he's had a nice holiday. The last thing I want to do is stress him out on his return and get him prepped. But I will be asking you this. I've heard that this is a possibility, but this was the last question from Glenn. He says, will Vardy start Sunday? Now, I've heard he's injured. I'm not sure how bad it is. But Craig, if if he is fit on that hypothetical... Does he even start? And obviously the follow-on for that is actually, is he fit anyway to start? Um, I mean, he, he, he didn't, I don't think he featured against Liverpool, did he? And and whenever anybody was talking about uh, updates on, on injuries and team selection or whatever, all I saw was, it, was that they were talking about uh, Connor Cody and Vardy. So that, that hints to me that he's got a slight issue. Um I'm not sure I would start with him anyway. Um, I think I'd I'd be playing Daka through the middle, I, I, or Ian Acho. But then the, the thing is, when you've got players, it's the same with Castagna. I'm not sure if I'd start Castagna if they've got moves in the, that are bubbling in the background. You know that they may be looking to go. Um, Castagna's got Juventus knocking at the door. Apparently, Fulham have, have made a, a strong bid of trying to get him. Are you going to play with the same intensity, knowing that if you go into a, a challenge, you could get injured and your move is off? I'm not sure. So for me, anyone who's got a, a move bubbling away in the background doesn't play. That, that's that's what I'd be I'd be saying. Put them on the bench. I think I'm not sure. Someone can probably correct me. Are you allowed a bigger bench in the uh, in the championship? I thought I'd read that that you had a bigger bench. I think um, that might be true. You know, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. If someone wants to correct us in in the comments, yeah. I know Luke's in there that he he he'll know all about the championship. He spent there yeah. long enough. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, no, I'd, be, so I'd be I'd be playing. I think I'd be playing with Daka. I mean, I saw him at Northampton. He he's a, he's a through the middle player, Daka. Yeah. He, he's an instinctive finisher. I think as soon as he's got the ball at his feet and he's having to think what to do with it which he will have if he's playing out wide, he doesn't seem as comfortable or natural for me. So I'd be playing him through the middle, uh, um, which gives us our, you know, our new winger a chance to get in the team, I think. But uh, yeah, so for me, going back to the original question, I don't think he's fully fit. I would expect to see Vardy on the bench. You'd expect him on the bench. There you go. Even if he's not fit, which he doesn't sound like he is, but even if he was, Craig would not have him in there. Uh, just see what people are saying in the comments. Will Mavadidi or the young lad Mavadidi, do I think that's his surname, start on Sunday to the wise old owl? So he's not asking that me because I'm not wise. Uh, I I might be a hoot, but I'm not wise. So, Craig, another question for you. Do you see any of them player? I I would start with Mavadidi, I think. You know, I think he's hungry, he's saying all the right things. I saw uh, Mavadidi. Do I, Mahiwinezi? I can't remember. We're going to get this right. We'll call him Mav for sure. The young lad, the young lad on the wing. (laughs) Um, A lot of people, you know, are having him in their in their starting teams. I didn't see enough of him to make me think. Yes, this is a guy who we need to start. To be honest, that may be because he was a little bit nervous, particularly early on at Northampton. He was playing down the side right in front of the manager and he seemed to be just getting rid of the ball as soon as he got it so he didn't make any errors. 
later on he started taking people on. But if you're in that position for me, you've got to be taking people on. So uh, I'm not sure. Mavididi, I think, yes. Everything I've seen about him is all he wants to do is take people on. So um, so I'd play him. The other lad, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, we've had a bit of a change around. Obviously, strangely, in my opinion, we've not lost as many players um, so quickly as I thought we would. I didn't think we were going to necessarily have a, like a, a fire sale. Everyone must go. But when when the rumours early doors were about Castagne, uh, I think there was the odd rumour about Samari. There was obviously Nacho. The Vardy one sort of cleared up a bit now. Um, I was expecting maybe six or seven names to go. Obviously, knew Barnes was a strong possibility he ended up going. Obviously, Madison was assuming to go, and we, Yuri was gone. Well, he was yeah. he, he was in about September last year. Let's face it. But are, are you are you surprised that there's um, that there's so many players that were kind of waiting to see maybe what Enzo would do if he could? Maybe they thought maybe Leicester still I've got a chance in my career. Or, or are you actually not surprised that so many have, have actually left left the gates for Leicester? Um. I'm not overly surprised. All the ones you've mentioned, we knew obviously Suanchu went as well. Um, yeah. uh, and Perez, I oh, know you're a big fan of, so you, you, you're doing well to hide your upset over that one. Um, um, the damaged, mate. Yeah. So the rest of them, I mean, Vestergaard, God knows what. I, I mean, part of me thinks in, in the way that Maresca wants to play, Vestergaard is is better suited than he was under Brendan, I think. Because if we're going to have a lot of possession, he can pick a pass and he wants to play out from the back and he's decent on the ball, Vestergaard. He gets caught out positionally and, and by pace. He may get away with it a little bit more in the Championship. I'm not sure, but I'd be surprised if he is still here uh, come the end of August. Uh, Castagna, for me, if Castagna wants to go, then just just go. Um, as I say, I don't think you can. I don't think you can play half-heartedly, you know. Particularly in the first game of local derby in the championship, you got to go and give it everything. And I'm not saying Castagno is a player that wouldn't, but I just think in the back of your mind, I think we saw that with Yuri. We saw that a little bit with Madison. Players who are not going to put themselves in danger of not getting the moves that they want. Um, if you're here, I think you need to be committed to be being here. And, and you and you you play. Um, that that's how I would see it anyway. You know, we, we've got enough players um, who want to be part of this, um, and I don't think it gives a. You know, if if, if I, you can't blame anyone for wanting to go, particularly you can probably blame them for wanting to go Fulham, but <laughs> you can't really blame them. You know, Castagna if he gets, and, and I think he's holding out for a move to Juventus. You can't knock that. He came from Atalanta. He knows the Italian league. Um, but if not, if you, you know, Ian Acho, nobody knows what's going on. You know, rumours of him going to Everton and, you know, Forest even at one point. Dearie me. Um, yeah. Poor but for me, yeah, I think you've just got to say, right, the season started. I'm here and I'm committed uh, and mm -hmm. that's it. And if you're not, if there's a little bit of doubt, step aside and leave it to someone who, who does want to play. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to add the question to that to you in a second, Craig. I just want to catch up with a few comments here. I mean, Truro says here, problem comes to last season, which could affect Matt, 
which could have affected matters was the pitch sharing issue with the uh, London Wasps. I'll get there in the end. Uh, yeah, that they had they've had so many issues. I mean, it's good to see. Take the rivalry aside, it is good to see that they've got it all settled uh, now. Uh, Scott, just going back to the point about the game, he says I'm hoping for a win, but I'd be I'd take a, I'd take any result against them. He goes on to say here, does anyone know other than Sky and LTI TV that can uh, watch the games legally? Uh, yeah, I believe if you go to King Power Stadium, you can watch it there for the low, low price of for whatever the price of tickets are these days. Scott, if anyone can help Scott out, that'd be brilliant. I, I watch mine legally, legally through a, 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 a legal device. Uh, there's your answer to your question. You are the wise owl that knows too much for everybody to, to behold. Uh, you do get a bigger bench. So, um, I, I thought I read that you get 10. Possibly. I mean, I, I assume is, the championship still has the five substitution rules as well, does it not? I, I would assume so as well. I mean, yeah. for me, that's a big bench. You know, if you've got if you've got ten on the bench, then you know there should be some laws that five of them need to be from your own academy or something, because otherwise, yeah, I think that actually might sense. be a case. You know, I actually think, or it used to be a rule where you where the benches had to actually have one academy player on there. It's kind of it's more the incentive to keep them in around it, and it has worked for us in the past, hasn't it, Craig? That we've had youngsters on yeah. the bench where Harvey Barnes came from. You know, he yeah, played yeah. in. A, Albeit a dead rubber, his debut was, but it was a Champions League experience. Also, so, yeah, just work. Yeah, I mean, I agree here with the list up until Samari. I don't think he was too bad. Um, I don't see anyone apart from really Castagne probably being else to leave, but mm. just quickly because Doug's joined in, he says, Good evening, Brad. Good evening, Craig. Hi, mate. Hope you're well. Doug is also who you'll be up against now. I, I, this did he go that way? I mean, saying it here, but I have it down on a piece of paper, and I know, I know. Did he really go to one Leicester, or is he just trying to save face in the chat? You'll have to find out tomorrow um, with the prediction show, which Craig is now um, a part of, even though he didn't know it existed until then. <laughs> or, or he had an invite waiting for him. Um, let me just see where we are. Uh, we are here on the comments. Sorry. Also not sure in regards to Ward, Iverson, Battle, potentially Ian Atcher and Dakar. Uh, I'll run them quickly over for you because they're probably the two talking points, like you said, with Nacho being linked away. Uh, I, I, I think I know where you're going to go with your starting here, but I, I, I'll hold it off for a second so I can get through all these. Enzo, unfortunately for Brad, say, actually seems like Vestergaard. You know what? If it proves me wrong, though, mate, I'm happy to say it. I always said that about Perez. I thought he was useless. Turns out I was right. But if he ever proved me wrong and had a good season, I would top my hat off to him. I'd probably say it a little bit daintily when he had one good performance in 50. But if he does suit the system, like Craig suggests he might do under Enzo, I'm all for it. I'm all for second chances. But if he does really badly in the first game and he concedes his own goal, sod him off, give him to Fulham. Um, then you've just got high Doug, high and, 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 and Doug saying high back. Josh is in. Uh, Josh is in the house. That's so not his comment. I'm bringing up. I just thought I'd bring it up because I'm not excited to see him. Uh, he's saying, "Dog, hope you're well, mate." Talking amongst each other. And evening to uh, to well, Chris thinks he's Mike Tyson, but it's Tyson Fury. It's Tyson Fury as a quarterback. My old mate says, "Even fellas, important the crowd keep going for the full 90 minutes Sunday, going to play a massive part." Yeah, exactly. Going to play a massive part all season, like like they do, don't don't they, Craig? They have to really. Turn up for it. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, going back to my point first, I was saying there, just as people saying hello to each other. Um, what was going to say? Here's the thing that I always had. I know the transfer window became a thing. Um, it wasn't always a thing because we had that we could make transfers throughout the season, back in the, not as far back as the 90s, couldn't we, Craig? Um, but would you argue that, like you said about players, maybe like Castagne, who seems to still be getting pre-season time, but seems to be getting linked away all the time, maybe doesn't have his head in it. We've seen it in the past with many of players. I mean, I infamously remember Berbatov moving to Manchester United, was, was sulking on the bench. Is there a way, possibly, I know we probably won't prefer it, but would it be more ideal to say, sort of the commercial side of things, the window closes Friday night. This Friday, it closes. Or at worst, you say you go to the division and go, next week it goes. And I'm getting a bit of echo here. I can hear myself twice. This is not a good one. Ideally, um, yes, but I don't think I don't think you can do it in isolation. I think that's the problem. Um, we had a lot of this trouble with the European leagues. I think it's even worse with the Saudi league. I think the Saudi league obviously probably won't affect us, but it, it could do. You never know um, if they're looking to fill their squads towards the end of the window. So you've got ours that ends uh, at the end of August. The Saudi league has got another two weeks after that which is quite dangerous, which is quite dangerous for a lot of teams, to be honest, if they come throwing their cash about at the end, thinking we're a bit short here, there and everywhere. So ideally, I always think, yeah, you should start the season. The squad you've got at the start of the season, uh, that's it. The window's shut. But while the rest of Europe is open, uh, while the Saudi League is open, I think it's really difficult because if we shut our window now, teams can come and buy from us, but we can't replace them so i don't yeah. think it'll ever happen until there's consensus across europe um at least across europe yeah it sounds like a pipe dream doesn't it really yeah. um yeah just just to kind of wrap things up then quickly it's been a debate that we've done with Jeff. uh i have said my opinion on it i can still hear myself your own because I couldn't hear myself. Yeah, I couldn't hear myself. That's how, uh, is that better? I, I can still hear myself, but I'll go with it. I can still hear myself. No worries. And him and that other keeper whose name I've forgotten. Starting, do you see when moving on? Surely, too many cuts for the Smithers as a yeah i don't i don't think you can I, I think the new guy is going to be our number one um i don't know if you've seen it but i saw uh uh a reel of his um that was about between five and ten minutes long which was basically all about the keeper's distribution and he was yeah. pinging it yeah. pinging it left foot right foot what probably one of the best passes at the club and i think if maresca wants to play the way it seems to then the same way that um uh that pep did if you remember when he got in there i think he had the first season with um 
Joe, what's his name? Uh, Joe, and then he got his, yeah, he got his, he's got his own keeper in, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, Joe uh, Hart. Joe Hart. Joe Hart. So he, got, he, he had Joe Hart. Yeah, he had Joe Hart, uh, and very soon, as soon as he got a chance, he got his own keeper in because he wanted to play out from the back. Maresca's done the same very quickly. They've identified identified a keeper who can play out, who's who's okay with the ball at his feet, and they've gone after him. So he's number one. I don't think you can keep Ward and Everson at the club. The danger is, I mean, ideally, I think you'd want to move Ward on, but yes. I would imagine he's on he's on a decent wedge, and I'm not sure he's going to get that anywhere else. To be honest. Although maybe Arsenal need a third keeper, the way that they're collecting keepers at the minute. Um, well, I mean, Brighton have sold another player, yeah. yeah, to to where from Chelsea, it's like a shipping yeah. market. So maybe the doors open for Iverson or Ward. There, who knows? Hmm. Could be right, but uh, I think I think the new guy's number one, clearly. I mean, and don't forget, in uh, in the first game uh, pre-season, Northampton, he started Stolarchik, uh, mm. the young keeper as well, who started ahead of Ward and Everson. Everson played second half, but Stolarchik started that game and was taking a lot of chances playing out from the back, I can assure you. But it was clear that that's the way Enzo wants to play. So if you can't do that, you're not going to be in the team. Yeah, well, I was in agreement with you. I thought you would, but you're a wise out. You might have blown away with that opinion. It turns out you don't. Which is good. It's nice to us agree every often. Very rare. Larry here has a question for a look at this season, but not so much the goal music. What do you lads view on that? Well, me personally, I think the last time I was out was to the stadium, for obvious reasons, uh, isn't the case anymore. Yeah. I do miss a little bit of Chelsea dagger, yeah. you obviously go to the games because you're a local, and I don't get the chance to go anymore. This is all on you, mate. What do you think of the ball Um... I'm not overly bothered. I must admit, when it first started coming in, I didn't like having any music at all, to be honest. Um, but then you just get used to it. And, and without it now, it would seem weird. My only thing would be that whatever it is, I hope we hear it a lot. Yeah, I, I am hoping so. Because when you get used to it and then you stop hearing it, it's, it's not nice. Although I do think you don't need to play it if, and I hope it doesn't happen a lot this season, but if you're like 3 0 down in the 88th minute, is there any real yeah. need to be playing the goal music when you've got a consolation? Maybe not. But I to would be honest. Yeah, to be honest, though, and if, you, if you're 3 4 5 0 up, maybe start throwing in some others as well. You know, just yeah. take the piss a bit. Yeah, yeah, just get some crammies like easy, easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get the crammies. I tell you, I must admit, and we talk about, I'll, I'll just drop this in here. We, we talk about the Americanization of, of football and we've seen it on TV or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was very lucky enough to to um, be in New York last week. 
and went to a New York Yankees game, uh, baseball, and they know how to get a crowd going. To be honest, the Yankees were crap. <laughs> they were they got well beaten, but the whole and I know there's more stopping and starting, but you know when when players are getting treated on the pitch on injuries or the game stopped for whatever reason, they really know how to keep the crowd engaged. If there's other stuff going on, there's less likely that you're going to start just chatting to your mate or bloody chanting for some crap. I think we could... My, my, I never thought I would hear that kind of thing, but I think there's a place for it in trying to be a bit more forward-thinking and engaging the crowd. They get them in early. and We had... Um, they had a, a thing every every game. I think it the the, the stadium holds forty to fifty thousand. Every game, the first eighteen thousand people who get in the in the ground get a free gift. We got a fantastic baseball cap, New York Yankees baseball cap for getting in early. People come in early. They spend more in the concessions. They 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 spend more on drink. They spend more on food. They get the atmosphere going, and I think we're a little bit behind the times now in terms of making it more of an event. You know, our halftime bloody en entertainment is, is shocking, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, Birch, God bless him, doesn't come out anymore. But, you know, even if the highlight of any season at halftime, you probably don't see any of this if, you, if you're watching on streams and the streams go down. But halftime entertainment is absolutely appalling. The highlight is if you get a race between kids from either of the of the fans uh, groups but it's abysmal but there's a lot to be done football's an expensive game now i'm going off track a little bit but football's an expensive game to go to to take your family to it it is entertaining it has to be entertaining we haven't had much entertainment on the pitch but i think they could definitely look at doing more um to engage the fans and uh, and keep them keep them engaged rather than just moaning yeah i think there is a I'm way <laughs> i mean yes you want to go down at half time maybe have a chat with some, some of your friends that are you know not sat next to you in the same block with you get a bit of vital for you smokers out there get out and the team rush but it is good to see entertainment i mean i'm also one thing i'm not asking for shakira's performance i mean i wouldn't mind seeing shakira's performance there's lots of different reasons uh, but you know what I mean? I'm asking for a half time show that takes two hours to get through, but a little bit more entertainment, just it up. And like you said, fix up the music a bit. I mean, like True Red says here, he says, Goal music I never liked. It's rare now because I don't think goal music is played at many football stadiums. I think we're one of the few that do it. And I, I do agree with Craig. I can't wait if I'm saying it about something from the American sport. I suppose it says a lot when we're not talking about something from their rule book and we're talking about their entertainment that we should be taking. Last question, though, and this is this is how I know it. I like Scott for this because he's tied it in beautifully for how I'm going to start ending the shows with you, Craig. Um, he's asked, will we be doing a formation prediction at all? Well, not only that, as I have heard, if you were watching when Mark was in the show with us, we will... We're doing a score and formation prediction because Enzo's new. It's not the same boring Brendan and Craig's and Chris's and his. We just have to play the Baron Chant. I've lost the name. Craig, 
you were a big Enzo fan, I'm a bigger fan, of him. we know a little bit more of him. So I'm going to say my formation first, and then you can be the wise guy that corrects me and tells me right to the next player. But Craig, I will take this down as your first prediction for the prediction that you've got allowed me to do. Um, Craig, give me a score prediction. The M69 Derby. It's a massive moment in the Derby, so you know it's bigger than that most. Where are you? Where are you resting the captain? Um, as I said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we get turned over. I think it's going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with my head rather than my heart, and I'm going to go 1 1. He is sitting on the fence, joining Mark with a 1 0 draw. Now, I will let you know this one because uh, obviously the whole prediction is the whole entire championship. So I'm going to give you a little sneak peek to what you're into here. I have let my heart rule my head and I have gone for Leicester to win the game in a good old-fashioned 2-1 style because I can't shake the feeling that Leicester love to concede a goal and do things the hard way. Now on to the second part of that question. I don't know too much about Enzo but from what I've been able to learn over the short period, I'm excited by it. I'm looking more into our signings or well, not lack of signings but the areas we're going for and I believe that he will play a 3-5-2 formation. I think he'll play a back three. He'll probably go the new winger on one side and maybe someone like Ricardo on the other. I'm not too sure if that's interchangeable or not because he likes to have players that are a bit more versatile in different roles. I've gone 3-5-2. You're probably going to tell me I'm either really bad at maths and wrong or you're going to tell me that's the correct amount of plays, but you're wrong. Craig, I've on 3-5-2. What formation are you expecting? What should we actually expect? The man with the knowledge. Tell us what we I, actually expect from Enzo. I think he'll play a 4-3-3. Because from what I've seen, he's, he's doing what Pep did. Um, when he started with Zinchenko, and then he did it more with Cancelo, and he came out and said he couldn't do it when he played Walker. And that is that his fourth man, in this case, let's say he's got a standard back four. Ricardo is his right back. When we're in possession, Ricardo moves into midfield alongside Harry Winks. So he creates an overload. So what he tries to do is create overloads in whichever area of the pitch that we're in. So if we've got possession... Instead of just having one holder there, he's got Ricardo moves into that space as well. So the the de defenders have got two options on the ball. And then when they've got two, the sort of wide men will come in forward as well. So you're creating a four on four or a four on three going forward. So whichever pitch area of the pitch that you're in, he likes to create an overload so you have one more player. So what he would do if he's playing three up front, You've got your extra man coming into midfield. That leaves your other two wide men to go and then join the three who are up front. So you get a five on four. And that's what he tries to create, which is great until you give the ball away. And then your players are out of position and, you, and, you, and you're stuck for cover. So that's why it's a gamble. But I think he'll go with a four, three, three. Uh, well, there you have it. Craig the Wise Owl has corrected it and said, no, Brad, your your 3-5-2 is ridiculous. You don't know what you're doing. It's clearly going to be 4-3-3. Three, three. 
We'll find out on Sunday who is right. Craig, you've gone one all. Mark from Sky Blues TV also went all. I was a bit braver and I've gone two one Leicester. In your formation, I take it Castagne doesn't play on the left side. Then does he not? Is that is that JJ's um, job back in stock? I would hope so. I'd like JJ even Christensen. I, I'm the I've got a problem with the, the way he's going to play though. I'm not sure where JJ is going to be fitting in. Wow. Um, Mm, uh, because tight. he wants to create that. When he played against Northampton, he JJ came on for Ricardo, so they both did that role of being the extra man coming into midfield. JJ didn't look as comfortable as Ricardo did there, and I think you do lose a little bit of of their overlapping instincts to get forward and support. So I think it's going to be you know some of the players are going to have to change the way they're playing a little bit. But um, yeah, I think for me, yeah, JJ or even Christensen over Castagna. Well, there you have it. The wise man of Leicester has spoken. He's given you a score prediction, his formations. Craig, I have really enjoyed this first preview show, the one of many that we are now uh, we are now driving force behind. Um, did you just stay behind just for a minute or two afterwards, Craig? That'd be brilliant. Right, so we can kind of discuss everything that's gone on tonight. Yeah. But, Craig, thank you very much for joining everybody. It's been a pleasure having Good, you on. I'll see you Good in a job, minute. Good job, Brad. Cheers, everyone. See you soon. See ya. Right. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed it. I know it's not your usual face, but it's better looking. And I hope you've had twice as much entertainment today with myself and Craig there. So be sure to make sure you have hit the like and subscribe button onto the channel if you enjoyed the video. Like really is appreciated. And as you can see, scrolling across the bottom there, I have been trying to change them throughout the show. Let me get used to it. It's my first day being a host on this channel. But it does say there we have got a new sister channel, which will be hosting a quiz tomorrow at half past six with Dave, or as Chris usually calls him, Harry. But it is Dave who you may have seen on the, um, on the debate show that we have on a Monday here. So go and check out the Million Pound Point Drop. You will find it on the quiz channel. The description is down below to that channel. Go and check that out. Show your love and support there. And uh, and if you've enjoyed it, uh, thank you for joining, joining us. And until, until next time, have yourselves a great evening. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.